Yes, people, it's episode 296 of Griff's Brain Dump. This is me, Griff. Obviously, how are you doing? Are you well? It is Sunday, um, 11.28 p.m. Um, And yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm probably going to fall asleep on the pod, so we're going to try and go over this really quickly. But the risk is if I talk too quickly at the start, will I burn up my energy and just pass out? Who knows? Bones come back from a gig in Shoreditch, Rich Mix. Africa versus Caribbean. Um, that was fun. It was fun. Um, yeah, fun gig. Sorry, I just ate the chocolate bar to try and give myself energy before the before the um, pod. See, it's already started. It's already started. You see that? I wasn't falling asleep, but I couldn't think of the word pod. I'm on a podcast and I couldn't think of the word podcast. Fuck me. This is going to be a good episode. <laughs> But yeah, Team Caribbean vs Team Africa. It wasn't a clash like under a holler shows. It was a different show, different production. Um, it's just comedians representing the Caribbean, comedians representing Africa, and then we just told our jokes and that's it. But it was all good. Um, did that. Also, um, what else have I done this week? Oh, hey, you went and made the TV debut, didn't I? The TV debuts. Well. Not TV deal because I've been on Yanga TV as well, so shout them out. Well, BBC Three, or some BBC Three and BBC iPlayer. If you haven't seen British New Comedian of the Year show, I didn't go through. Spoiler alert! Um, if you haven't watched it yet, but it's been on TV now, so I'm allowed to discuss it. Um, yeah, I didn't go through. Um, not people got oh, some people mess me. Goes fix. You should have won. Um. And other people go, no, it seemed like he was going through the motions there. It didn't seem like he was enjoying it. Um, let's break it down. Let's dissect it. Let's let's dissect it from how the process goes. So the process goes, you apply for uh, to be on the show. You send some video. You send a video of your material. Um, and then what you, you get whittled down, I think from, it's like 1,200 people get whittled down to do this live kind of... Um, preliminary round before the tv and i did that that was back in august i believe yeah back in august did that like beginning of august like first week of august um yes yeah, so no one from my team could come because they're all up in edinburgh so did that and on the day i'm just trying to work out what five minutes i'm gonna do because anyone knows me how i do my comedy is i i have about I said 25, 30 minutes of material just in my head that I could do. Usually about five minutes of brand new stuff. That's just about the week. And then it's like 25 minutes I kind of mess around with. Um, and then there's like another 10, 20 minutes of stuff that I'll be doing for my one-man show next year that I haven't even put in to this stuff. You know what I mean? So there's just lots of material in my head. So when I come to a show... Uh, I'm not one of those rigid people. This is my five-minute set. This is my ten-minute set. This is my twenty-minute set. No, that's that's just not me. Some comedians are like that, and it means they're ready to go all the time. But no, I just can't be like that. I can't be that rigid. I find it boring. Um, so on that day of doing this preliminary film, I was like, right, what five minutes am I gonna do? I'll do this joke, do that joke, do this joke, do this joke. There you go, bam. Did it. Um, obviously, you don't get immediate feedback, but I got like an email to say, hey. You know that you, you're through. You're through to televise thing. I'm like, oh, wicked! Uh, your recording is going to be in a month's time. All right. So 
this uh you know though so like i said that that first one was in the beginning of august that show you saw that was on tv this week that was recorded um like on the day the queen died right fucking mental um now so you can so so that gives you the gap between the two shows now in between then so I've done the first heat, and I'm like, right, cool. What am I going to perform for the TV show? What material should I do? I mean, I do. I don't like to think about it too much, but I need to have a kind of idea because that that was the material that was good for that crowd. And then I get the message say, Darren, send a transcript of the five minutes you did at the preliminary thing. And I was like, oh, why? And he's like, oh, we need to know what you're going to be performing on TV. This is national TV. You can't just come on and say whatever you want. Granted, but I was like, what, does it have to be the same five minutes of material? Like, yeah. And I was like, oh. And from that moment, I was like, oh, I don't want to perform that five minutes. I want to perform a different five minutes. That five minutes I knew would be good for that crowd in that preliminary heat. I've got a different five minutes I want to perform on. Oh, so I've just touched the mic, sorry. Uh, different five minutes I want to perform on TV. This first time I'll be performing comedy on TV. I've got a different five minutes I want to do. Now, there wasn't any back and forth. I didn't even suggest writing something different. Because the reason why they need to know, and this isn't me, this isn't a diss at the production team or, or BBC, not at all. This is how TV works. They need to know what you're going to do because they've got to write it past lawyers. And it's the fun. It's the stuff that you might think you might not think that's contentious. I had one joke that was edited out of the show, not not for any uh, reason of like it was controversial, um, but well, and in the joke there was something that had to be run by the lawyers. I mentioned um, a real person's name, like a famous person. And they need to know in the and. And what it is, is the reason why I want you to do the same material as what they've seen the preliminary thing, because they've got a video recording of you doing the preliminary thing, and they can understand the context and the nuance of the references you're making. They can understand, you know, the, the, the inflection in your voice, the tone. Is this just, is this him saying, this isn't my joke, but it's like if you said, um, uh, Range Rover's a shit. They can't really have that on the BBC because it's going to be impartial and you. Well, they could, but it's about the context. If you just say it's a statement, it's like, eh. if it's in the joke and it's a character saying it in the joke and this, they understand it. But when that's just written down in black, white on paper, it's hard to understand. So that's why it's good that they've got the video of you performing material. They can hear it. But ah, okay, cool. So I had to send the transcript, but I didn't want to do that five minutes. So my battle, internal battles, I need to get myself up for this and perform the shit out of this five minutes that I don't actually want to perform. And that's what I'm trying to get in my head all the way up to the show. So the show time comes, the day of the show, like I said, we mentioned the Queen dies that day. Um, as, and the way my brain works is when some big news event happens, guess what Darren wants to talk about on stage? Yep. <laughs> Whatever is happening in the world. I'm in a room full of like 100 people. They're all thinking about this big event that's happened and no one's mentioned it because these are jokes we all performed a month ago and we have to just perform the same one, the same set of jokes. And so I was just like, 
oh, I can't really be asked. I had this like devil on me. His shoulders go, just say what you want, there. Just do the material you want to do. Like even my opener is different to the one you saw on the show. I don't open like that. I have a different opener that I did today. I've done since, and, and it's just like, oh. And and if you don't understand comedy, when you do your opener, it almost like sets your brain into motion of this is okay. Here we go. We're doing the jokes. And if you can't do your opener, you're like, ah, I'm a bit out of sorts here. Um, yeah, and I was gonna get up for it. So you watch it and you might. Uh, like my mum spotted this because he didn't seem like he was enjoying it Mike Kakadir he said you seen like he's going through the motions uh, as my wife said I've seen you be funnier and uh, and it's all true it's all true some people said you played it safe it's like no, not really it's just I couldn't change the material and that's it and that's the bit man it's just but let's be full disclosure like I said the edited part of the jokes uh one of the bits out that bit didn't go down too well in on the night to be fair the bit that edited out so that was very uh nice editing by BBC however that bit kills in clubs I think it's one of these bits that it's just a bit it's a bit naughty are you meant to laugh I don't know what am I actually laughing at I don't know uh, to give you an outline of what the joke is, it's a joke about uh, women's football, and there's a full act out, and there's there's accents and everything. <laughs> so yeah, um, so that's so that's how that went and stuff, and um, yeah, got, but but everyone obviously is gonna give me positive feedback, um, other than my wife, but yeah, no, um, <laughs> shout her out though. But no, it's the positive, um, positive feedback. What I did find odd, though, well, I'll be honest with you guys, I got a lot of good feedback. And um, another person said, oh. What, what was crazy was uh, I couldn't get the positive feedback without the... Um, well, not everyone. A lot, a lot of people just positive feedback on its own. But I couldn't get the positive feedback with some people without a little bit of, of transphobia, which is it was odd, you know? bit odd because it would be like rather than just a simple you know oh, I thought you should have won it would be ah oh, you were robbed I can't believe they insert something transphobic let them win yeah I know why they won and so that kind of thing like uh, you know like the kind of uh, oppression Olympics you know, diversity, all those things where it's like, oh, yeah, of course they let, of course they let them win. Uh, and then whatever, other transphobic slur. And here's the thing I've got to say, right? I will tell you if I think I've been robbed. I would, I would definitely tell you if I thought I've been robbed. We understand, people, is a lot of things happen on TV that said, edit. everyone had about a minute, minute and a half edited off their set. Um, and what you understand is the person who did win that heat, she literally had the best reaction on the night. Now, you can argue about whether they laughed more because of, you know, their, their sexual identity, their gender identity, sorry. I don't know. I don't know. What I do know, though, is whether that was the reason they laughed it, they were laughing. I was laughing. Her set was fantastic. 
Like the moment she got about two or three minutes, it's like, unless she has a big old fuck up, she's going through ahead of me. And everyone else I watched, I was just like, mm, it's good, but that one was good. And I said to her, when we sat there, I go, I think you've won. She's like, nah, nah, nah. I was like, yeah, yeah, you've won. And she did win. And just like, I don't know, I think sometimes identity politics goes both ways, right? So in one way, you criticise the left for saying, as a black female, as a you know gay person of colour, you know, as a wheelchair using um, dwarf, you know, everyone it's like ah, oh, see, in identity politics, blah blah blah. But then when someone wins rather than go oh they must be the funniest what do you, people do they do the identity puzzle because like, they're trans and it's like oh, come on guys we've got to be better than that surely got to be better than that um but yeah so anyone who thought i should have won thank you and i'll take it because comedy is subjective um you know but it's just i just didn't like people think that uh that person won because it was a fix or something. No, they, they they won. They were good. They were good. She was good. Uh, yeah. But that's how that show went. Um, but yeah, I was told that I was in the running though, right? As in, um, when they were deliberating who's going to win, I was in the running. So I said, oh, I'll take that. I'll take that. That will do. So you never know, I don't know, if they're going to have some weird dropout, someone might get ill, they might have to bring one of the best runners up through. Who knows? That'd be good. Fingers crossed someone gets ill in the, set, in the final. <laughs> nah, it's the actual finals, though. they can't do it for the final. Um, yes, yeah, in the other gigs this week, just to remind myself I'm actually funny, I, I, then I was in the British Comedian of the Year, London Heat. Um, pardon, burping, which I won. I won. I won my heat. Last year I got to the semi I got to I came runner up in my heat and got to the semi final. So maybe because I've won this one, I will go through my semi final. Let me see what happens in the final. But we can't be thinking that far ahead to finals because because semi final to do we take each gig as it comes and you know one after the next. But yeah, man, so that was pretty good. And I did all the material I felt like doing that day. And guess what? It went fucking well. Yeah, it did. It went well. Um, yeah. So for all of that, that's been cool. And work's been funny. So, you know, I told you about the kind of back and forth at work, about being able to work from home or not. Uh, the Wi-Fi went down on Friday last week. And then couldn't get it back up running until Thursday. On which Thursday I generally had something to do where I just needed to stay at home. And Friday I had stuff to do that I needed to stay at home. <laughs> so I worked from home the whole week. It's going to be odd going back in the office tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be crazy. But we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. Um, so that happened. And in the backdrop of all that, the world's gone to... Well, I say the world. This country's gone to meltdown after the announcement of that mini-budget. Jesus. Um... I watched 
Liz Truss on Laura Coonsberg show on BBC today. Now, if you follow Twitter, you'll see that Laura Coonsberg is meant to be, yeah, you know, a Tory. Um, I say sympathise. That sounds weird. Like, it's, like there's nothing wrong with being uh, supporting Tories, but she's she's like an undercover Tory supporter. So whenever she has a Tory MP on, uh, the questions are pretty light touch. And to be fair, when it came to Liz Truss. She was she was a bit harsh than usual, but still pretty light touch. This is what is worrying: is Liz Truss still struggle to answer these questions, or struggle just to agree with factual points made on her own policies or her cabinet's policy? And that to me is crazy. Like Boris Johnson came across to me as a smart guy who is just a flipping liar. He's lying to you because he thinks you're stupid enough to believe him. I don't get that of Liz Truss. I get she's stupid and she doesn't actually understand what she's talking about. Now, that's very arrogant of me to say. The woman went to Oxford and she's an MP. She's a prime minister. She can't be stupid. But I mean, today, for example, the energy cap, 2,500. It's the energy cap. She goes... Yeah, because any couch at 2,500 for a typical family. No, she just add typical family at the end. Not even for a typical family. It's like all the other times where she's fucked it up and said it can't go no higher than 2,500. She's had to remind herself to go, typical family. Right? Here's the thing. What is a typical family? There's no typical family. It might be a typical household. What is a typical household? And that 2,500 comes from this. Because this is what's actually happened, right? Because this is what Liz Trust was saying. You know, save the energy bill, we've saved people money. The energy bill is, is we had to take action. The energy bill, saving money. Energy bill, people saving money. Energy bills, saving money. Laura Kingswood goes, just to clarify, people, there isn't actually £2,500 cap because uh, people's bills would actually be way higher than that. What it is, is that there is a, a cap on the a unit of energy being used whether it's the kilowatts in electricity or cubic meters of gas those have been frozen the unit prices so as she said simply because just clear uh, prime minister it's the unit prices of each fuel that's been frozen what does this trust come back with rather than go yeah that's it she's so i feel like she's so stupid she doesn't even understand that the person's just rephrased the point she's made to make it easy for everyone to understand. And rather than go, yep, that's it. She goes, saving energy, saving energy um, and lowering costs and saving money. It just got growth, growth. It's not answer the bloody, it's not answer the question, just agree with this comment that summarised your position. But you don't, I, it's like she didn't even understand what her position was. I don't know, man. It's just like, the interest rates cannot go up to 6%. I swear to God, if my interest rate goes to 6%, I'm, I'm getting my family out of the house. I'm going to burn the house down. <laughs> I swear to God, 6%. Martin Lewis, money-saving expert, was saying that what that is, 6%, is ready, is, is an extra right, three and a half grand a year per 100 grand of mortgage. If you've got a four hundred thousand pound mortgage. I do not have that. Four hundred thousand pound. You got five hundred. I mean, you got like a, a half a million pound home. You've uh, 
you put in a deposit of a hundred. Yeah. So you got like four four hundred mortgage there. Big, big mortgage. And then it goes up to six percent. Bumba Clark O'Ras Clark, you're paying an extra like twelve to fifteen grand a year. You're not even paying off your principal. That's the interest on the mortgage. Jesus. There's people on interest-only mortgages or renting out houses. Jesus. It can't. It can't go to 6%. They've, they've got to have to reverse the, the cutting of the 45% um, taxation. Like at that level, it's such a minimal change. Like It's not like any person earning that. He's going to go, oh, I've got that extra five cent, but I'm going to do something useful with it. No. No. They're not. So, yeah, they need to get that back up, man. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy world. We're living in this mini budget shit. It's crazy, man. But, hey, hey. I'm trying to think anything else has happened. Other than me thinking that this trust is an idiot. Um, no. I just want politics to go back to just normal, normal smarmy characters who did full sentences. You know? Those are sound bites. Uh, yeah. It's David Cameron, isn't it? David Cameron's the last Prime Minister to be able to do that. That was just a normal bloke. Theresa May after him was a normal woman, but she just had a fucking hospital pass. Terrible. I brought Brexit in, you go deal with it. So I felt bad for her. Really felt bad for her. Uh, and then after that, Bojo. Character. They got uh, this. Uh, this. Uh, this woman. This trust. Just watch compilation of her videos. Just watch compilation of her talking. It's just so uninspiring. So worrying. Anyway. Let's get. Some dear dear Dion, so I can go to bed. When I go to bed and lay down my head. Close connection. I suspect partners have an affair with female friends he phones all the time. I agree. Dear Deirdre, after looking through our telephone bill, I discovered my husband has been on long conversation with a female friend when I'm at work. Golly. I'm 31, my husband's 33, we've been married for five years. Why are you at work? Where is he? We met, he met her online, but they've never met in person. She's 34. When? When did they meet? When did he meet his online friend? How the... He had feelings for her, but they ended up being just friends. Jesus, he told you too much. Um, we had an argument recently, and my husband told me that he was ready to leave me. Golly. I talked to him into staying, but when the argument, when the next phone bill arrived after our argument, um, I found he was still having long conversations with her. <laughs> uh, it caused big rows when I mentioned her previously. So, make... She makes me very uncomfortable. Am I overthinking his friendship with her? Um, if he hasn't met her, then I guess you don't have to meet her. That'd be odd. But if this is a friend that he he works with and you've never met, uh uh-uh. uh, no 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 no. What's the friend he works with? But he met her online. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If it's a friend that he works with and you never met her, then that's odd. Um. 
yeah. Because it's that much time on phone as well. I do get the separation. It's like talking to a therapist. Someone who's a bit impartial and they don't know anyone involved in the stories. So you tell them stuff and they can just tell you, yeah, I think, no, you're wrong. It's like, ah, okay. You know? But, um, yeah, he, he needs to sort this out. Right, next one, next one, next one, next one, next one. Um, whoa, angry mom cut me out of her life after I had an affair. With whom? Jesus. Mom's on that principled shit. Loves the son-in-law. Let's see. Dear, dear, dear after I had an affair, uh, my mom left me out of her will. I divorced my husband 15 years ago. And ever since that day, my parents didn't want to know me. Jesus, your husband must have been rich. My sister sided with my parents, and so we haven't spoken even. Jesus, who was this guy? Who had the golden penis? Your family is just like, bring him back. Ten years ago, my dad died, which broke my heart because we were estranged. Um, I tried on a few occasions to make it up with my mum. She did attend my wedding three years ago, but she wasn't re- interested in reconciliation. I'm 15. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm 52. My husband's 54. Mum died two months ago, and I've been desperately sad ever since. My 55 year old brother, who I do get on with, has told has now told me Mum had left everything to him and my sister. Gee, I don't get how people like that. That's mad. I'm devastated and I hurt. And she came to my wedding knowing she changed her will. Um, this now has caused a rift between me and my brother. Golly, do you have kids? If you have kids, then that is some of the most spiteful shit ever. Because you'd think at least you just put it in trust for your grandkids and then, you know, screw their mum. It could have been that, but no, just fully everyone cut out that old branch of the family tree dead off. Um... Let's see, let's see. Oh, God, this is a hot mess. Bad match. I had sex with a woman I met on Recovering Alcoholic website. I met... If you went for drinks as well, then throw you all in a bit. I met a woman on a website for Recovering Alcoholics. We were chatting for just over an hour... Uh, for just over a month. Um, then agreed to meet up for coffee as we lived near each other. Golly... Um, afterwards we decided to go for a walk as we both own dogs we went to get um, hers first and she invited me in um, then went to get went to get changed I fought into some walking gear golly I was completely unprepared when she reappeared in her dressing gown golly um she sat next to me and then started to touch me and leaned in for a kiss. We end up have end up with us having sex on the sofa. Golly. I did so willingly, but we haven't spoken about it since, even though we still speak. Golly. She also mentioned that she was still married and awaiting separation. I like her and we have lots in common, but I'm uncertain what I should do. I am no psychologist, but I don't think recovering alcoholics should be dating other recovering alcoholics. Not a chance. No. 
serving for a drink. <laughs> it meant so bad. But listen, let's go with the fly, my friend. She's she's not divorced, but she's separated. So I just say, crack on, son. Get in there. Go give it golly. Get her screaming golly in bed. <laughs> right. I think that's it. I think we're done. Because um, we don't have to fall asleep, do we? 28 minutes. It's not the longest pod. Um, Guys, big yours, you see it? You see it? Body shutting down. Let's go. Let's get indoors, brush your teeth and go away. So this is a short pod today. I don't apologise because you don't pay for it. You're getting it for free. So, uh, shut your mouths. Anyway, I don't think I can drag this out to 30 minutes. <laughs> That's what I was trying to do. Running down the clock. I'm just taking the podcast into the corner. Foot on the ball. Arms out. I'm just shielding it. So, yeah. Nope. Just looking over both shoulders. Nope. No space. Can't pass it. Oh, 45 seconds. That's too long. Anyway, people. I'm off. I'm done. I'm done. I'm out of here. Peace.